What's up? Welcome to this week's sermon podcast of Living Word Pretoria East. Here, you can listen to our latest weekly sermon for your spiritual growth. We believe that this message will really bless you. But uh, we sang this song, Here's Our Heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Father. Here's my heart, Lord. And, and I want to speak this morning. My title is Here's My Heart. This morning where, where God wants to just come and speak about our hearts and, and where we have our hearts postured and, and what God wants to do in and through our hearts. And, and both Old and New Testament, the, the heart refers to the center of your mental, your emotional, and your spiritual life. All right, the heart connects to so, so many things in our lives. Um, put in another way, it's the innermost part of your life. It's your inner being. It's the, the innermost part of man is your heart. Amen? If you look at the heart, you'll see the heart reflects the real person. That's who you really are. Heart reflects the real person. Okay, so that's, that's who you are. And heart and mind are connected. The word says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is or is he. Depends on what translation or he will become. All right, but your heart and your mind is connected, and your heart knows good and bad. Your heart can understand, your heart can reflect, your heart can remember. All these things, your heart and your emotions are connected. There's one saying that we say, What? You wear your heart on your sleeve, isn't it? Your heart and your emotions. So through your heart, you can you can you can you can experience, and the heart is the seed of, of joy. And of courage and of pain, anxiety, sorrow, fear, whatever you experience, the heart is the seed of that. Your heart is also, your heart and your spiritual life is also connected. All right? God speaks and He says He tries the heart. He searches the heart. God refines our heart. Amen? All these things about our heart. So I'm just laying a, a foundation. The Bible says that, that people know that you can, or, or you can have an evil heart before the Lord. You can have a godless heart. You can have a perverse and deceitful heart. And when we look at, here's my heart, this, Lord, this morning, I want you to, to search your heart and say, what is my heart's condition? What is my heart like? And what is it that I bring to the Lord? Because David came to a place and says, hey, search me, try me. I'm transparent. Tell me. So my question is, do you have what it takes when God tells you what's in your heart? Will you be able to handle it if He shows you and reveals you your heart to say, hey, because we can also have a hardened heart. But also, that's what He says, we can have a clean heart. We can have a pure heart. We can have a new heart. Amen? Praise God. So praise God for that. Amen. Ezekiel speaks. He says in the book of Ezekiel, he prophesies and he says hey, that, that God will take out the heart of stone and he will give you a heart of flesh again. And today I want us to come to a place where we will say, here's my heart, Lord, that you can be proud of that. That you're not afraid, that you're not scared, but that you can actually say, hey, here's my heart, Lord. Take it. You see, tongues, that what we speak is powerful. Amen? Our tongues. We speak with our tongues. The word says life and death is in the power of the tongue. And, 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 and those who use it will eat the fruit of that. And we speak through words. You see, words are custodians for worlds. Your words are custodians for worlds. You unlock worlds with your words. Amen? 
You unlock worlds, so what you speak is what you get. It says that out of the abundance of man's heart you speak. So in your mouth, there's a locked up world you can release, you can open. And, and, and what happens is sometimes the tongue needs to be tamed. True? But also our hearts need to be conditioned. So the same way our tongues need to be trained and contained. If we bring our hearts before the Lord, we need to condition our heart in the right way. Do you know that your heart has got a temperature? Not physically that it's warm. There's a temperature. And what's the temperature of your heart? Do you have a, a warm heart? Do you have a cold heart? What's the temperature of your heart? You see, because your heart can un unlock, because that what's in your heart determines what comes from your mouth. Because out of the heart, man speaks. And if, if words are the custodians for worlds, the world you live in is because of the condition of your heart. Come on. Because that what's in your heart is what you speak and that's what you have. That's your environment. So you are custodian of your world, but then it connects to your heart. And your heart has got a, got a temperature. And the word can come and adjust the temperature. I love the scripture. You know the story of the, of the road to Emmaus, Luke 24, that says, But did not our hearts burn within us? When he spoke and revealed or opened up the scriptures. That when God comes and he brings revelation who he is and what he does. It sets your heart on fire. It ignites something. It adjusts the temperature of your heart. And he says, did not our hearts burn with fire? It, it was ignited. Come on. Anyone who wants that heart? Well, come on. You need to preach with me. All right. The spoken, the ministered word ignited. It set their hearts on fire. And the word says God's eyes are upon our hearts. Our hearts matter to God. Your heart matters to Him. What's in your heart matters to Him. Maybe if you get quiet, I know, because then God deals with our hearts. Luke 6.45 says, The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. The evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. What's in your heart? Good or evil? Out of the good you speak or out of evil? You see, so God cares about, your heart is important. Come and tell somebody, your heart is important to God. In other words, God cares what you fill your heart with. God cares what you fill your heart with. Your, your heart is important because he says from there is the well of spring or the, the well spring of life. Amen. Guard your heart above all things. For therefore flow the issues of life, he says. Guard your heart above all things because that's the center of life. Your heart and your spirit, your heart and your mind, your heart and your emotions are all connected. It's the center of your, your innermost man. Therefore, he says, protect it because that's where it flows. Now, now, you know that out of your heart flows, but you know that you cannot have from the same spring fresh water and salt water. Come on. So you cannot have blessing and curse from the same fountain, the same stream. He says, it's a well of life that flows from you. But sometimes that's why it says the tongue is a little member, but it brings big damage because what we speak just reveals our heart. 
And God wants to deal. It's important. God loves our hearts, but it's important to see what's in our hearts. Now, to test the soil of your heart, because the parable of the sower is actually different grounds of the heart. But we're not going to go into that today. But the soil of your heart, to see what's the condition of your soil, you, you, you simply need to listen what's coming out of your mouth. That what's coming out of your mouth reveals, exposes. Pastor Eckert always says that if something is exposed, it cannot be unexposed. Whatever comes out of your mouth exposes the soil in your heart. Come on. So is your heart full of life and love and hope? Or is it despair and, you know, these people? Luckily, it's not you guys. I know other people like that. That says, you know, how's it going? Help them to climb in there. He's in all these things. You see, you don't even know what I'm talking. It's not you guys. Other people, you see. But it is. But what do we speak? The heart is the well of life. So you cannot have fresh water and salt water flowing from the same well. Your heart reveals what you treasure in your life. Mark 6, 21 says, For where your treasure is, that your heart will be. Come on. So what you prioritize in your life reveals your treasure. That what's most important for you shows where's your heart. Your heart, where your heart is focused reveals your priorities in life. And God longs for relationship with us. Amen. God wants relationship. He wants the priority of your heart. God wants to be number one in your heart. So my question this morning is, is we're going to look quickly at David and because and he said he's a man after my heart. So, so when God looks at you, what does God say about your heart this morning? When God looks at us. 1 Samuel 16, 7 says this because Samuel comes and he's a prophet, but he looks in the flesh. And God says, hey, God doesn't see as man sees. Come on. For man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. So even us, we fail sometimes, we look and we discern with our eyes and he says, God works in a different system. God looks at the heart of man. I don't have that scripture, Francois, don't worry. 2 Chronicles 69 says, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth to, to strongly support those whose heart is blameless towards him. Other translation says to seek a heart that's undivided, that's so focused upon him. His eyes, God's searching the earth saying, where is the heart that I can find that's totally mine? Surrendered. It says, here's my heart. And after this morning, it's going to be all of our hearts. Amen. Because we're going to say, here's my heart, Father. Here's my heart, Lord. Search it. You see, God looks differently to us than what the world looks. God works on a different system. He's got a different value system. He's got a different principle system. And unfortunately, we, we fall in grooves and we, we fall in patterns and we, we love our, our habits and our traditions, isn't it? And I want to deal, it's going to be a long part, but to give you an idea where Jesus deals with the center of the heart and what's it really that makes us bad and evil. Because out of your heart flows the issues of life. So if your heart is the most important thing, what does Jesus say? Let's read together Mark 7 from verse 1. He says, 
Now when the Pharisees had gathered to him with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem. In other words, there's all these mighty men, the, the, the scholars and things. Now there's a group sent to Jesus to actually interrogate him. All sent from Jerusalem. They saw some of his disciples ate with hands that were defiled, that is unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands properly, holding to the tradition of the elders. And when they came from the market, or when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are many other traditions that I observe, such as the washing of cups and pots and copper vessels and dining couches. And the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do you disciples do not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? And he said to them, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you, you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. He's quickly to the issue. In vain do they worship me, teaching doctrines and the teaching doctrines uh, teaching as, sorry, as doctrines, the commandments of men. You leave the commandment of God and you hold to the tradition of men. And he said to them, you have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. For Moses said, honor your father and your mother. Whoever reviles father and mother must surely die. But you say, if a man tells his father or mother, whatever you have gained from me is Corban, that is given unto God, it's now sanctified, it's presented to the Lord. In other words, I cannot give it to them now anymore because it's now for God's purpose. He says, you make void the word of God by your tradition that you've handed down and many such things you do. And he called the people to him again and he said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that by going in can defile him. But the things that come out of a person are what defiles him. And when he had entered the house and left the people, his disciples asked him about the parable. And he said to them, Are you also without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile him? Since it enters not his heart, but his stomach, and it's expelled. Thus he declared all foods clean. And he said, what comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of the heart, come on, say out of the heart. Man come with evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness, all these evil things come from within and they defile a person. Amen. And what he's taking on, he says that what you've been doing, because it was not that they didn't wash hands. They washed hands. They didn't eat with dirty hands. They were unclean because of they didn't follow a ceremonial thing according to tradition. And what he's saying is that your traditions are carrying more weight than the authority of Scripture. Your traditions and that what you say do and don't started to carry more weight than the actual law and the Word of God. Because God says bring something unto me and you according to the tradition can declare it Corban then it doesn't go to God anymore. Or doesn't go you don't honor your father and your mother anymore because now it's for God. It's an easy way to just escape. 
It's an easy way to follow a tradition and then you don't uphold the law actually and that's what's important. And then he starts saying, but that's the condition of your heart actually that's the problem. You, you allow tradition to carry more weight. Hypocrite, it sounds harsh, isn't it? You hypocrites. But hypocrite in that, in that, that scenario and the, and the Greek meaning explains it significantly. It says actually in the, the language refers to as an actor or someone that, that wears a mask. All right, so it means that you're acting. In other words, what they're saying is that you hold up tradition, but you're acting. This image that you're upholding is actually more important for you than obeying God. That's what he's been saying. You hypocrites, it's actually your acting. It's that this is all much more important. The mask you're wearing, that's what people need to see about you. The image carries more weight than actually obeying and the issue of the heart, and then bringing your heart before the Lord at spear. And that's what God then says, so from your heart is the issue. Come on. That's where the problem is. And when we look at God, does God say the similar to us? Because it's now the image. What's your condition and your motivation of your heart? Can God say, hey, you attended church, but actually your heart was far from me. Hey? You read your Bible or, or, or you pray eloquently, but your heart is far from me. You contribute money, you do ministry, you love to sing. It's all this image. You uphold the image more than obeying. Is your heart far from me or not? We love to do all these things, but where is your heart? We talk to others about Jesus, but your heart is far from me. You see, the word says, no matter how righteous we appear in the eyes of others. All your good works is like rotten cloths before the Lord. Come on. Isaiah 64, he says, We have all become like one who is unclean. All our righteous deeds are like polluted garments. And we all fade like a leaf. And our iniquities like the wind take us away. So even your best works, he says, Hey, with a wrong heart. <laughs> it's a dirty garment. What's the condition of your heart? God wants to say, here's my heart. You see, do you have a hard heart? Do you have a cold heart? God says, as you forgive, I can forgive. But now we hold on and we, because we cannot and we cannot let go. But it hardens your heart. And the condition of your heart becomes your world that you live in. Because what you speak comes from the heart. And your words are the custodians for worlds. So I'm going to say it again. Your world you live in is because of the condition of your heart. God speaks about David and his heart. And he says this. In, in, in um, Paul in Acts, or Luke, Luke wrote Acts. Luke says, And when he had removed him, that was King Saul, he raised up David to be their king, of whom he testified and said, I have found in David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart, who will do all my will. He found a man who will do all his will. What does God say about your heart? Come on, does God say about you, I found a man who will do all my will? Does God say, I found a woman who will do all my will? What does God say about you? Come on. True. 
There's two things that I want to look at, then we're going to end off. One important thing is, what was David's view about God? Because to have the right heart, you have to have the right view about who he is. Because that determines your heart. And then having the right view of God comes and then what is God's view of your heart? So what was David's view about God and what was God's view about David? All right. Most important element in harvesting a good crop is the condition of the soil. So your heart determines your harvest. So what was David's view of God? All right. David had a proper view. I'm not going to go into that. We're going to save time. David had a proper view of God. All right. He had the right view. Perspective is important. We said at the beginning of this year, starting with the kingdom, a concept is where things start. And if you have the wrong concept, you're going to have the wrong. 50 points. Come on. Conclusion. Wrong concept, wrong conclusion. All right. So we need to have the right concept about things, the right idea about things to get to the right conclusions. So, so we need to grow in our view and our concept of who God is. And David had a healthy perspective, a healthy concept of who God was. And that's why he turned his heart towards God the whole time, because he had the healthy perspective. So a healthy view is important. So I want to quickly look at, at what God looked at David and saw in him. And I wonder why I would do that to look at your own heart, to say, is that something that's found in me as well? Is that something that's found in my heart? So God looked beyond his outward appearance. He looked at his heart and the one thing that he saw is this. He saw a believing heart. David had a believing heart. He says in, in Psalm 14, he says, the fool have said in his heart, there's no God. I mean, that's, that's the straight beginning, isn't it? You have to believe in the existence. And David says, hey, if you don't believe in a God, you're a fool. All right? So his, his first view was you have to have a believing heart. If you deny God's existence, he calls him a fool. He says, you're a fool. So, so when God looked at David, the, the day he chose David as king, David believed in God's existence as the Lord, as the Savior, as the Deliverer, the, the Messiah. He wrote prophetic psalms, messianic psalms. And he saw a believing heart in David. Second thing he saw is, is he saw a thankful heart. We spoke on the, the huddle this morning about thanksgiving. But he saw a heart that's thankful. A heart that, that was overwhelmed by God's love, by God's loyalty, by God's provision, by God's supply, whatever God has done. Psalm 9 verse 1, he reflects, he says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart and recount all of your wonder, wonderful deeds. Come on. Can you do that? Can you come and give thanks with all of your heart? To say thank you. I was challenged a couple of years back when I was in Uganda. There was a conference. They asked me to be one of the speakers. And um, usually how it works is when you go, you have to pay actually for the whole conference, for them to have conference. Because they get the congregation together and for the whole week they feed, they sleep right there in the church and all these things. But at the, at the end, the Sunday evening, Pastor Duncan comes and he says, 
I want us, there was a leaders, there was believers and leadership. So he calls leadership of the network and he says, all the men of God come on stage and stand here. And we're going to give thanks to the Lord for how he provided and what he has done. And, and they started praying. And it was like, yeah, they go five minutes and 10 minutes. And I want to ask the question, because this is what happened. How long can you pray with thankfulness and adoration to the Lord without repeating a thing? They kept on praying almost 45 minutes, hardly hearing that they repeat the same thing. They were so thankful for so many things and it just opened my eyes to say, wow, we've got something to learn of how to be thankful to the Lord. And that's what David had. He says, my whole heart is thankful unto you. You see, we take so many things for granted, isn't it? When you wake up this morning and you just do all these things by yourself and you don't realize, you could have been bound to a wheelchair, you could have lost mobility. There's so many things that could have happened to you. And we need to have thankful hearts. Number three, it says he had a truthful heart. His God, he, when, when he, he looks at, at God and his character and who he is, then he comes and puts it in perspective with truth. Psalm 15 verse 1 and 2 says, Lord, who shall, who shall sojourn in your tent? And who shall dwell in your holy, on your holy hill? He who walks blamelessly and does what is right and speak truth in his heart. You see, you need to have a truthful heart in you. Speak truth. Bible says, let your yes be your yes. Let your no be your no. Come on. Speak true. The Bible says you keep your word and your honor even if it's not even to your benefit anymore. That's what the Bible says. If you gave your word and it's not even to your benefit anymore, you keep your word. Have a truthful heart. Have an open heart was one. David, he knows that God's all seeing. Omniscient means that, that God is all seeing. He sees everything. All right, so, so he, he didn't try to hide from God. His heart was open and transparent to the Lord. Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24, he says, Search me, God, and, and try me and know my thoughts, and see if there's any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Can we say that like David? When God looks, can you say, Lord, <laughs> you see, you're only deceiving yourself because God sees your heart. God knows what's in your heart. Trying to hide or not go there or don't deal. It's to your disadvantage. God wants you to deal with your heart for your own benefit. He can see and know it all in any case. And David says, Lord, I'm open to that. You see, one of the things is we need to have a teachable heart. Teachable. God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. David had an expectant heart. In other words, he trusted God to meet, meet his needs. And there we have need. Do you have an expectant heart that God will come and he will meet? Psalm 37, we know that. Né? Delight yourselves in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your ways to the Lord and trust in him and he will act. Do you have a trusting heart and an expectant heart? Or do you have great plans and you expect God to bless them? God says, have a heart that expectant. He who goes to the Lord, 
must believe that he is and a rewarder of those who seek him. That God will come and respond, have an expectant heart. How? David had a repentant heart. When David sinned against God, he, he demonstrated truly repenting in his heart. He sought out forgiveness. He quickly fixed things. He knew that when he failed God, he failed the God that he loved, he had to restore things. One of the favorite Psalms actually in, you can go and read it, Psalm 51 in the message. Speak so clearly. I'm going to just read two scriptures. But David says it because he's sinned. And he says, give me a clean heart. And make right, renew a right spirit within me. Verse 17. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart you will not despise. Repentant heart. When you come and you have an open and broken heart before the Lord, God don't despise you. He doesn't come and beat you and give you a hiding all over. He says, I'll forgive you. God loves a repentant heart, a heart that He says, come and renew. Give me a new heart. Come on. We all need new hearts this morning. Number seven. David had a humble heart. You see, he knew his limitations. He knew that he could only do so much. He knew his strengths. He knew his weaknesses. And, and it was so funny. One of the songs we sang um, or played the other day with my boys, it was when, when, when we speak about in our weakness, he's strong and he hurts something else. He says, how is it possible that God can be weak? And I said, no, no, no. It speaks of us and that God is in our weakness. He is strong. And he knew his limitations. David's heart, when he looked upon it, he says, hey, I've got a proper balance about my self-image. I have a balance in how I perceive even myself and know that I'm weak and that I have strengths. And David says it in Psalm 131. My heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. Pastor Neville always said, keep your nose on a friendly height. Okay. I do not occupy myself with things too great or too marvelous for me. Even if God has gifted you, it's out of His strength. It's out of His grace that He has given you. And we have to have that humble heart, knowing that what we received is grace by God. All right? Don't lift your eyes and don't raise it too high. Keep your nose at a friendly height. And know that what you have received, it's for God to flow through you. Two more. He had a dependent heart. Do you have a, a heart that's dependent upon the Lord? When he comes in Psalm 61, he knew that he needs so much from God in order to sustain him that he cannot fulfill his responsibilities out of his own strength. Come on, men, women. We cannot do our things out of our own strength. God needs to sustain us. The anointing sustains us. That's when God anoints you, he will sustain you. 61 verse 1. Hear my cry, God, and listen to my prayer. For from the end of the earth, I call to you when my heart is faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been my refuge and a strong tower against the enemy. Let me dwell in your tent forever and let me take refuge under the shelter of your wings. 
He knew that he had to run to the Lord. His, his strength and dependency were upon him to fulfill everything. And do you have a heart that comes and says, I know I need to depend upon him. I need that everything that I have comes from him. The last thing then we've done. David had a heart that remembered or cherished God's law. Above the tradition of the elders. Not like the Pharisees who uphold the tradition more important than the law. David had a, a heart to cherish God's law. He wanted to do God's will in all things. He was committed and he says, I delight to do your will, O oh my God, and your law is within my heart. When God looks at David, he saw these things. Come on, we're going to start ending off. Just close your eyes maybe. Let's stand. We're done. We can lift up the music a little bit. This morning is just a heart thing. Just focus on the Lord. Because David was not a perfect man. But David had a, had a proper view of God. Which affected again his heart. And caused him to be a person God could use. And maybe you've got a rotten heart. Maybe you've got a heart. And maybe when you look, you don't like what you see. be proud in. Then you come like David to say, Lord, give me a clean heart. But let's have a teachable heart. Blessed are those who are pure in heart for they shall see God. If you want to see the Lord, you want to see God move, then he says about your heart, you need to have a pure heart. But it's not of your own, it's out of his strength. And that's why I said this morning, you need to come and say, here's my heart, Lord. Come and do. And I want you to see this picture of what the Word says, that He's the potter and we are the clay. And just prophetically this morning, see how you take your heart out of yourself and put it on the wheel again to say, Lord, come and form me. Come and make me as you please. Come and do what is pleasing unto you. You see, Psalm 73 says this, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion. See, you cannot do it out of your own. God is the strength of your heart. So what you can do this morning is say, Lord, here's my heart. And like David, come then and let me become a man. Let me become a woman that will do all your will. That when God searches for a heart that's completely his. And he says, I found a man. I found a woman who will do all my will. That's what it says. And I want to encourage you. He says, my heart is flesh and my heart will fail. And after today, when you go out, your heart will fail at some stage. You're going to get angry. You're going to sin. You're going to do things. It will fail. But that you will remember that God is the strength of your heart and your portion. And that when God has your heart, here's my heart, Lord, that God continues to work on that. And that God continues to give you a clean heart and a pure heart. Nothing of what we share today you can do out of your own. 
The only thing you can do is to surrender your heart up and say, here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart. And then God will come and do the rest. So Father, as we stand together and as we pray, as we're ending off, we just want to say thank you, Lord, that we can come and give our hearts to you. Present our hearts and put it on the potter's wheel and say, Lord, come. Our hearts are a mess. It's full of stuff. Maybe it's been full of so many things that there were not even proper place for him. And we sang it. Let the king of my heart. Why don't you allow Jesus to come and just sit on the throne of your heart again and take control? If you believe it, just ask and say, Lord, come again. You are the king of my heart. Come and do that. Father, I bless everyone. Thank you, Lord, that we know that our hearts are pure and upright. And Father, that when you look at us, you will find men and women whose hearts are completely yours and will do all that you will. We give you praise and honor and we know that you love us and we will worship you with all of our hearts and with all our mind and whatever we have, we bring praise and glory to you. And we say thank you, Lord, that you bless this day and as we go in this week, Father, that you will fill our hearts with joy, that you will fill our hearts with fire and that you will fill our hearts. That's what it says, when you spoke to us the scriptures, didn't our hearts burn within us? That you will come and remind us of your word in this week and that our hearts will burn with fire. <coughs> we praise you, glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. <coughs> Amen. All right. Be blessed. If you need prayer, if you need a new heart and you don't feel like God has done enough, we can baptize you. Make sure you get a new heart. No, we're going to have a baptism now afterwards. And if you want to be part of that, you're welcome to join. If you still want to, if you want to be baptized, we can prepare that quickly and we can, we can baptize as well. But may the Lord go and bless you. Amen. And know that your hearts are precious to Him. So be blessed. If anyone needs ministry, whatever it may be, come and let us pray with you. A, a heart of faith is what's important to the Lord. Amen faith that's pleasing unto him so be blessed enjoy this day enjoy the fellowship we love you much you are wonderful you're amazing and know that uh, we're excited to see you all together invite some people don't keep it a secret invite people say hey, something big's happening 31st august seven o'clock amen the big reveal be blessed and enjoy this day amen thank you for listening to this week's podcast if you would like to know more about who we are and what we do go visit lwpe.co.za. You are formed to function, so let's build.